Hey everyone, it's Caleb and it's Tuesday, October 5th. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. The Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you live, transform, and prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Today, Kevin is joined by his friend and brother in Christ, Dr. James Jernigan of Cornerstone Chiropractic in Cary, North Carolina. Put your hands together and let's welcome Kevin and James to today's show. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. I'm here with my friend, co-host, Dr. James Jurgen of Cornerstone Chiropractic Center in Cary, North Carolina. I love him as a brother in Christ. How are you, my friend? Doing so good. Anytime we get to talk, uh, one thing I just can trust is, and this is what I value so much in you is that I can trust that, you know, when we're sitting down and we're talking and maybe I say something or I'm thinking about something and then being able to have such an amazing sounding board that first hears uh, my words, but he hears more than my words. He hears my, my heart. Mm. And from hearing my heart, uh, there's so much wisdom that comes out from you that I can, I just soak it up. And like a lot of times I'll bring a journal and I'll like write down while you're talking. And I just think that, you know, I just value so much being able to be in your presence being able to know that uh, I have an amazing sounding board, an amazing friend, and an amazing mentor. Mm. Well, you're very kind. I wish that for everyone in the audience. I hope you have a relationship like me and Dr. James have. Uh, I'm very blessed. He makes me better. I've said several times as we've had lunch together, thank you for letting me vomit uh, this revelation of God out because it takes time. You know, his ways are so much higher than our ways. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how we indirectly block the blessings of God in our life. And this is one of those uh, ways is that we don't admit that God's ways are higher than our ways. Uh, we are equated in the Bible as sheep, uh, sheep without a shepherd. And if you've ever tended sheep, every shepherd on planet Earth will tell you how dumb sheep are. Left to their own demise, they will self-destruct. They will go to an unfortunate death in one way or another because they need guidance. Well, the Bible is not mysterious and why we would be equated as sheep, uh, but will we accept that? Will we accept that God's ways are so much higher than our ways? Moses said, Lord, teach me your ways. And I think that's one of the best basic prayers any believer and follower of Christ can pray on a regular basis that we would just let God teach us his ways. Because if we're not careful, we can indirectly block God's hands of blessing in our life. What's God been showing you, James? So for example, I think that that was such a perfect way because this morning I was uh, uh, listening to a message and I was meditating on it and I was really coming back to us being sheep and having a shepherd. Mm. And the very fact that God created us, he created us with an ability to hear his voice. Mm. And if you feel like maybe you're, you're the one exception I promise you, you're not the exception because God would not have created an accident. Mm -hmm. Let's take for a moment that God is perfect. God is love and God is all knowing. Mm. He took time out of his very perfect existence and all of his knowledge and in all of his love, he took his time out of his existence to create you. Mm. 
and he didn't create an accident. That doesn't, uh, that, that, what that really needs to like, let that just hear it and hear it and hear it, maybe replay it 17 times until you fully believe it, that if we are his sheep and he is our shepherd, he has given us the ability to hear him. He's given us the ability to have a deep and personal relationship so that he can guide us and, uh, and lead us moving down the road. Yeah. And one of the practical ways that we can block the, the blessings of God in our life is just to deny scripture. There are arguments. There's believers, our brothers and sisters in Christ that will argue that God doesn't speak today. And that's not biblical. You'll never find a passage of scripture in the Bible where God says, I used to speak, but now I have stopped. Believers used to hear me, but now my people don't have any reason to hear me because I stopped. If anything, you'll hear that God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And over and over and over, he says, the Lord, your God speaks to you. Do you not hear? Do you not perceive? He's actually questioning us in our ability to hear. And sometimes we just we just shy away because we are intimidated by this. And, and we, we feel like if we do listen to God, he's going to tell us to go sleep among snakes in Africa and be a missionary or something drastic like that and totally pick us out of our comfort zone and displace us in an earthly hell somewhere on the mission field. And that's not the God that we serve. That's not the God of the Bible. Uh, or we're going to shy away from hearing his voice uh, because we, we feel sinful. Uh, Isaiah said, I am a man of unclean lips. Go away from me, God, because of his sinfulness. He knew that that he was a man of sin. I know I'm a man of sin. We know that a, apart from Jesus Christ, we have no right to be in the presence of God. And so I, I remember this mentor telling me, don't look at your ability to hear, focus on God's ability to speak. And he is a God that if you will allow him I think it was last last week's episode, you said, seek and you will find. God's not playing hide and seek with us. If you will allow God to speak, you will hear him speak because he is absolutely able to speak, to guide, to give you wisdom, practical wisdom for your life. Yeah, we, uh, that's so good because like going back, I think it was even maybe the first episode, you know, it's like how we perceive or how we view God views us, mm -hmm. dictates and determines how we, you know, perceive God in our life. And so if we believe that God is a, a condemning God who just wants to judge us and like send us, like you said, um, and make us suffer, then why would we want to come to God? But once we start to really open up the Bible and we start to see this, this literally this love story throughout of how he wants to have that deep and personal relationship with us, he wants so much for us to be in his presence and like you say for us to be in his presence for him to be in our presence mm -hmm. and like that two-way street and and i i like to come back and and just say like well what does common sense think about this if god would allow us to be one and have the holy spirit inside of us mm. then it just it's an illogical thought that he wouldn't be able to speak to us mm -hmm. it's almost like like it doesn't even make sense. Why would we even be able to have the Holy Spirit inside of us if he didn't want to, um, you know, be our comforter and be our guide? Mm -hmm. 
James, I'm, I'm thinking of when Jesus stood in front of the disciples and he said, it's for your good that I go away. They had to be so perplexed by what he was saying to them. This long-awaited Messiah is finally there, and they're getting him. These were fishermen, and now they're becoming fishers of men. And he, they're tracking with him, and then he has the audacity. Think about how audacious that statement was. He, the living God of the universe has the audacity to say, it's for your good that I go away. And in that passage, he teaches us so much about the practical presence of the Holy Spirit in our life, that he will be a helper, that he will be a teacher, that he will remind us of everything Jesus has said. And, and so then Jesus is crucified on the cross. He's buried. He raises back to life. And then for, 50 days later, he is about to ascend into heaven and he says, wait here in Jerusalem for the promised gift that the Father will send you. And then we know on Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit descended upon the believers and the very presence that stood in front of them now was within them. Uh, in my book that'll be out in November, Get to the Point, God made the point. The only thing better than you in the presence of God is his presence inside of you through the Holy Spirit. That's the only thing better. I love it. And uh, yeah, when he, Jesus said those things, he said, and you will be able to do even greater things than these. And what an, <laughs> How audacious. What an, what an audacious thing to say yeah. to uh, his disciples who honestly have been like soaking up every word that he says. And, and for those, one, the magnitude of what God or what Jesus did and the for him to say even greater things that you'll be able to do uh, because of the Holy Spirit. Let's start talking and start gaining a confidence. I think one reason why we block the blessings mm -hmm. is because of this, this, this pull between confidence and humility. So mm. confidence without humility is arrogance. Mm. Humility without confidence is weakness. Mm. I think a lot of people struggle with mm -hmm. confidence uh, without humility. But I think even greater are the number of people that actually have hum like they're, they err on the side of humility and they lack on the side of confidence. If we really understood the power that we have with the Holy Spirit being with God mm -hmm. to being one in his presence it, with God, right? Like submersed in his presence, there's literally as believers, no separation between us and God. Mm. And if we really take that in, if we really take that in, if we fully embrace that mm -hmm. with the respect of a salvation that we're broken and that with Christ we're whole. And if we really understand that we are one with God, if we truly fully believe that, we will be, we will understand the perfection, the wholeness, the completeness that we get to experience in that filled with God's, the fruit of his spirit, uh, and then in that moment, I like to say it as like a pie chart. If you're 100% conscious and aware of that, will you rob from somebody else or steal from somebody else or say something mean from somebody else? Mm. We don't do it because we're filled with God. We're good. Mm -hmm. And when we're whole and complete, we only want to do things that are good and honoring to God. Hey, it's Caleb. Kevin will be right back. 
Kevin White is an international speaker and best-selling author who loves helping people everywhere to prosper in God's presence. Kevin's book, Audacious Generosity, is available in paperback for only $10 right now at kevinwhite.us, and that includes free shipping anywhere in the USA. That's cheaper than you can buy it on Amazon. Go to kevinwhite.us and order some copies today for you and your friends. Kevin's newest book, Get to the Point, releases everywhere on November 9th, 2021. It offers a practical guide for pursuing the presence of God and shows you how every guidance or provision you will ever need can be found today in the presence of God. Get ready for Get to the Point, releasing November 9th, 2021. A serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits, and churches. As founder and executive director of Global Hope India, Kevin has traveled over 1 million miles to 27 different countries, speaking to thousands of audiences throughout India and the world. Visit kevinwhite.us for Kevin's books, one-minute motivation series, and podcasts. Visit kevinwhite.us today. Three billion people still have limited to no access to know about Jesus. Just how many is three billion people? It takes one second to say hello to one person. If you wanted to greet three billion people, it would take you 100 years of saying hello nonstop. Global Hope India has been empowering local churches throughout India to provide access to Jesus to the one billion unreached souls in India. You can make a difference now at globalhopeindia.org. That's globalhopeindia.org. Okay. Now back to the show. The moment that, not that we become separate from God, it's the moment that we believe that there's separation from God. Mm -hmm. And that moment, if like, let's say it's a, that pie chart is now only 5% that we don't believe that we're whole, mm -hmm. that 5% is going to be like the, the most malignant cancer is going to radically shift that pie chart to being separate from God. And that's where we come back into these lies and these old patterns that we used to be in. But because we've lost sight of that, we've lost sight of what Christ has actually done and he's fulfilled it. Mm. And so then we're complete. Then we realize that if we're ever doing something sinful or if we're lashing out or wanting to take from somebody or whatever it is, we just forgot that we are whole and complete in Christ and filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's not that we're separate. It's that we believe that we're separate and then we live as separate mm -hmm. from God. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if we're talking about <clears throat> audacious generosity or getting to the point, these, these hopefully pillars in your life that you're reading these and you're anchoring these books into your life of a foundational belief, mm -hmm. then you'll realize that this God who's constantly pursuing me, he wants to bless me in every aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. He wants to bless me physically, spiritually, emotionally. He wants to bless me financially. He wants to bless me with relationships. He wants to bless me with his presence. And we really wholeheartedly believe that. It brings me back to maybe four years ago. I was really struggling. It was trying to open up the office and I just felt like everything was going, you know, different ways and it was never going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I had a hard workout and light, and light out on the, my, my, you know, like at the, at the apartment on my uh, balcony and I was just like defeated. Mm. And I really felt like God spoke into my soul. He said, those things that you've been praying about, those things that you really, uh, truly want to create in this world and, and help people. It's like, those are amazing things. Mm -hmm. He said two things. He said, do you believe that you're worthy 
of the same things that you so deeply desire for other people to know. Mm. He also said, "Those I've been waiting and I want to bless you. Mm-hmm. He said, are you ready to receive my blessings? Mm. And I thought, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for this and this and this and this. And, and, and I didn't get the point. Mm. He said, are you ready to finally experience more joy, more mm. peace in your life than you've ever experienced in your life? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to experience my presence like never before? Are you ready to set people free physically, spiritually, and emotionally, both quantity and quality more than you could ever imagine? Mm. And, and it was this moment where we're four years later and I'm still, he's opening up that word to me and those words to me mm-hmm. to really realize that I'm, I'm waiting to bless you. Are you ready to accept it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Praise the Lord. I love those practical questions and I hope the audience, every friend really takes note of that. Are you, do you believe that you're worthy, that Jesus can make us worthy? Apart from him, the answer is no, but in Christ, the answer is yes. Do you believe that I'm willing? Uh, Apart from Jesus, the answer would be no, but in Christ, he doesn't see us any different than he sees his son. And I love how when Jesus was baptized, before he started his ministry, uh, the Father descended in the form of the of a dove. The Holy Spirit descended and the heavens opened up and the Father declared, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And Jesus had never even performed a miracle. He had not done anything yet in ministry. And God was declaring his love and it wasn't based upon his performance. It was based upon uh, his relationship with the Father. And that's true for you and I as well. One of the barriers to receiving God's blessings is never getting to a point of asking. We don't ask because we don't believe we're worthy. We don't ask because we don't believe God's willing. And yet Matthew 7, 11 says, if you being sinful know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father long to give good gifts to those who ask him? Jesus said, ask in my name and it shall be done. And so sometimes we miss out on God's blessings because we never ask. And it's not that we have to come up with what to ask for. (laughs) We listen to God and he'll give us what to ask for. And that's what he did for you four years ago. He really opened up your understanding of what to begin to ask for. And he's doing the same thing in my life as well. Uh, He purifies our motives. He gives us our prayer list um, and he grants us the desires of our hearts. And so any other barriers come to mind? I've heard that, and you've said it multiple times throughout these last four episodes of Matthew seven eleven, right? Yeah. And uh, and I've heard it probably a thousand times throughout my life, but this is the first time I really heard God longing mm-hmm. to give it to us. Mm-hmm. And so you have a four month old daughter. You know you'd give your own life for her if she had a terminal disease, and you could take out your blood and put it into her so that she would live. You would gladly die for her. And and if you're willing to do that for your daughter, what you know? Sometimes we insult God. We don't mean to, but I insult Him, thinking I'm going to be a better father than He's a father. And that's such that's such an insult. I could be in worship, raising my hands, tracking with the worship team in worship, but in my spirit, in my attitude, I'm I'm treating him, thinking of him as if he's neglectful, 
as if he is distant, as if he's uncaring. And yet the Bible makes it very clear he's he's a much better father than I would ever be. He has feelings Mm. like we have a God that actually genuinely wholeheartedly loves you. Mm. And I just it would break my heart if Leona, my daughter, if she after everything, you know, maybe like 10 years old or 15 or 16 years old, whatever, if she ever for a second thought that I didn't care about her, Mm. that I that she didn't mean anything to me. And so for the fact that like. God calls us his masterpiece. He says, um, we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. Mm-hmm. Not only does he call us our ma- his masterpiece, but he also has prepared these, you know, this road for us to travel down. And the thought that took place and, and the continual care for him to do that and to guide us and to lead us and to love us, um, for us to one second guess his motives or like if he's willing or if he's able um, or if he wants to, uh, to bless us. I mean, one, I, I would feel awful if Leona wouldn't come to me if she needed food because she didn't think that I was going to give her food. Mm-hmm. And another thing, who are we to rip apart, shred, and just throw away his masterpiece? And we do that every single time that we tear ourselves down, that we pull ourselves mm-hmm. in and say, we're not enough or like, God could never love me. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're literally just like painting his, his masterpiece, mm-hmm. something that he cherishes mm-hmm. so much that that's where the, the confidence really needs to come in as Christians, uh, the confidence and humility, never forgetting our brokenness, but also realizing we're a new creation in Christ. Mm-hmm. And because we're a new creation, we get to walk in that. And so we get to walk in that confidence and the authority that we have in Christ, the authority that we have being one with the Holy Spirit. And once we realize that in his presence and he softens our heart and he starts to show us different opportunities around us of people that are struggling too. um, It's one of those things that he's the, one of the reasons why we're blocking our blessing is because we're, we're still at the starting gate talking about worthiness Mm -hmm. And, and Christ answered that for us. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I love this conversation and I, I, I hope and pray that everyone in the audience is free. It says, uh, he who the sun sets free or she who the sun sets free is free indeed. And so we want you to be free today, free to prosper by the presence of God, uh, free to know that your heavenly father's eyes are on you to reward you, not to reprimand you. And it doesn't have anything to do with your merit. It has everything to do with his heart of love, his grace for you and for me. Dr. James, thank you for your insight to this conversation, for helping co-host the show with me. I can't wait till next week's episode. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program, copyright Kevin White International, all rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of life, transformation, and prosperity from God. Remembering God's greatest gift is His very own presence, made possible through Jesus Christ. Join us again next week for The Kevin White Show with Kevin White.